much. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for the gymnastics that we practice so often. I must apologize here the many, many Sundays that we have been privileged to be with you. I have never recognized my ministering brethren that are part of this church, this local assembly. I want you to know of my heart, I apologize for failing to do that. And I am grateful that you are here to support this church and to join with your pastor and Sister Grant in the ongoing efforts here. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. You're in a strategic place geographically. You're in a strategic place economically. Praise God. And you are in a strategic place in the spirit realm. Port cities are cities of great opposition and cities of great opportunity. Amen. The things that come in through the waters are invisible. And they try to put, make their input felt and known. But just in that same place, you can be a gateway to the supernatural and shut the door to the demonic, to every work of demon power, and this community become a place of great Holy Ghost activity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Sister Howell and Brother Logan agree with that, and I'm thankful. Praise God. I have power on my side. Amen. Praise the Lord. I would not, um, I appreciate every fact that we get from Scripture. Um, I appreciate knowing that there are 66 books in the Bible. I appreciate every type every symbol, every shadow in there that foreshadows the coming of the person of Jesus Christ. I am thankful for those things, and it is powerful to know them. But beyond those things, we must be a people who connect to the power of the Holy Ghost. And the power of the Holy Ghost is not always evidenced by a person uh, dancing before the Lord running before the Lord, or hooping before the Lord. We desperately need to connect to his power, to the vitality of who he is. He is real, as Brother Meyer has said, he is real in this day, this hour, and he wants to connect with me on a mental level. He wants to connect with me on an emotional level, and he certainly has connected with me on a spiritual level. And he wants to so embody me. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he wants there to be such a, a storage of his presence, his power, and his being in me that wherever I go, I affect the atmosphere in which I am standing. There's a precious sister at home who just testified and she went into a, a department store or something and said a man at random just shouted out to her. She'd never seen him before. He said, I know you love Jesus because you shine. 
Praise God. And that's better than nothing, isn't it? But we can so store up the power of God in us, the glory of God in us. Moses' interaction with the presence of God, his face was so shining that he had to put a veil over his face. The people couldn't take it. And there is a dimension in God that you and I need to be in. We need to pursue it now and ask the Lord to let us into that place. Let us move. He is inviting us to that place. There is always room for more in Scripture. The Israelites were censored because they had not taken all of the land that belonged to them. Ezekiel told about the waters that were to the ankles and to the knees and to the thighs and then the waters that that could not be passed over. That is where we need to go. That is what we need to pursue. You say, how do I get there? What does it look like? I'm not sure because it looks different from different angles. But I do know this, that the Holy Spirit that lives in us can take us there. And it will begin to happen before we even recognize it. There may not be an announcement that it has arrived, but it will be demonstrated that it is present. Praise God. You will shake hands with a sick person and the anointing will flash out of you into their body and destroy every atom and element of disease that is there. Come on. Sister Anna's in a prime position to be so full of the Holy Ghost that when she moves through her uh, department, the sarcoma department there at MD Anderson, that the, just the rustle of her skirts would cause the blessed power of God to just flow and disseminate through that place. And people say, I don't know what happened to me. I don't need this appointment to, today. I, I'm healed. I, something has changed. Something has dramatically changed. Did you know that that is available to us and all it needs is a people that are hungry and that will pursue it relentlessly until it happens. Praise God. In Deuteronomy the 20th chapter, it begins to say there in these in the first 14 verses there, uh, first 13 verses of that chapter, Verse 1, it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that here it goes, the Lord will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. As apostolic Pentecostal believers, we should not come behind any kind of a Christian fellowship in this whole area. Hallelujah, amen, walls. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Here it goes. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. 
Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way, and flee before these seven ways. Now notice, we read in the very first verse, it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments this day. There was a connection to following the word of the Lord and the release of powerful, mighty blessings. What is amazing to me that as it is uh, ascribed to Moses, this writing, this song, this reminiscence of the law of God, that as soon as Moses was taken away and Joshua became the leader and they come to spy out the land of promise, that the spies come back having already obviously forgotten what God had said through Moses how do we know that they had forgotten? Because they came back and they told how wonderful the land was that God said, by the way, he said it is your land. You follow those words through Scripture, the land I have given to you, the land that belongs to you. Go up and possess the land. But they came back telling all of the beauty of the richness and the fruitfulness of that land, but then said, we are not able to take the land. We are in their sight as grasshoppers, and we cannot take it. What happened to them forgetting what Moses had said? The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. It says nothing about how small Israel is and how large the enemy is. It just said the Lord will cause your enemies to be smitten before your face. Where is the people that, where are the people that will take hold of the word of God and say in the name of Jesus, I'm going to walk by the word of God. I'm not going to let Satan destroy my home. He is not going to destroy my finances. He is not going to destroy my body. He is not going to destroy my mind. I am going to rise up and take that that belongs to me. What belongs to me? There's a portion of finances that belong to you. There is a superabundance of peace and joy that belongs to every one of us. And it takes those of us to hearken to his words, to not forget what he has said. There are three things that happened to Israel. First, they forgot God's principles. Secondly, when you forget the principles or the word of God, you will forsake the practices of the principles. The principle with God is that he will bless your finances. The practice is found in the giving of offerings and giving to others as they are in need. That's the practice. But when we forsake the principles and the practices, we will fall from our position. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It seems hopeless. It seems that we cannot succeed. But that is when we are looking at the enemy. That is when we are looking at something that seems to overwhelm us and overtake us. But you and I can step up with the word of God. Amen. Step up with the name of God. Step up with the spirit of God. I I know the questions that come into our minds. And we say, I don't have enough training. I don't know what to do. Joseph didn't have training. Hebrew children did not have training per se. David did not have training. But every one of those people knew something about abiding in the presence of the Lord. And we all have heard a testimony of a young person or even a child who began to just love the place of fellowship with the Lord. And as a result, they came out of that place shining with the glory of God and disseminating the power of God. Healings take place. Yes, miracles belong to you and to me. So what do I do? How do I get there? Well, the first thing is present yourself to God. Nothing will happen. You can't learn algebra unless you go to class. And I'm not convinced that algebra has any place in reality. All the science ones may refute that. I know that theoretically it does. In practice it does. But for me, 2 plus 2 is quite convenient. Present yourself. I remember coming into that place in my life and I said, I, 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 am, I am overwhelmed by the power people that are around me. I'm overwhelmed by pastors and leaders who seem to walk in a dimension of the spirit that I know nothing of. And if you're not careful and allow it to, it will shut you down. And all you will do is admire them. We go to a conference or camp meeting and pick up books of sainted souls. G.A. Mangan, Vesta Mangan, Nona Freeman, and different ones that you know. We read that and, oh, we shout it out and we share it and we share the book and all that and nobody ever thinks I can go there too. I may not have the same ministry operation that they have, but I can have the joy unspeakable and full of glory. I can have a giftedness in my life. I can be a blessing to those with whom I have to do. Hallelujah. And woe be unto us if we just stay in the admiration society. What we need to do is rise up and become uh, allied with those who have demonstrated those gifts and say, bless God, I'm in the number as well. 
Hallelujah. I let it, I let it just be daunting to me. I didn't even know how to pray. Oh, yeah, we young bucks would get in a small classroom and pray at the top of our lungs, and it made us feel powerful because that prayer was making so much racket. Oh, God blessing the service tonight. My God, fill brother so-and-so with the Holy Ghost tonight. Always getting with it. But to feel like I'm really connecting with the Spirit of God that I'm really making an inroads in the Spirit of God. Bodily exercise is profitable for a little, the apostle said. Come on. I was exercising my lungs and my voice, but I wanted to see answers to prayer. I wanted to see something happen as a result of the real God living inside of me. He changes things, folks. This planet we're on, the pew that you're sitting on, he started all of that and he lives inside of us. Praise God. That power ought to be rolling inside of us, moving through us and changing our environment. What do you want me to do today, Lord? I presented myself to the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't even know how to process I don't know how, I don't know what you feel. I don't know what you're supposed to know. But I am here as your child. And you said that the Holy Ghost was my teacher. Class is now in session. I'm listening to you. I'm waiting for you. I'm hungering for you. And I want you to know it didn't take but about two mornings like that. The third morning, he was in manifestation in my bedroom in the middle of the night before the sun came up. Glory to God. There was no longer a problem with time in prayer. I know how we are. We say, you know, I'm going to just get down here and spend a good hour in the presence of the Lord. It's amazing how the devil will make 10 minutes expand. <coughs> oh, we start patting ourselves on the back. I feel good. Praise the Lord. And look up at the clock. 10 minutes. If you're lucky. Come on. I've seen five minutes get big. Come on. But when you conquer the flesh and you keep coming back and you keep pursuing and you keep pressing, praise God, the flesh will receive the notice that he is not wanted or desired unless he aligns with the desires of the Spirit, praise God. And when that happens, we're on the road. We're on the road to an explosion of God's power and a demonstration of his glorious presence. Hallelujah. I, I hungered for the things of the Lord, and I was assisting a, a precious elder uh, down on the south side of Bay City. And I asked him. I kept the yard mowed for him and, and cleaned the place, all of that, and helped to bring children to Sunday school. This is when I'm 18 years old, and I'm hungry for God. And I go in there, I ask him, can I just stay in here a little while? He said, of course. So I took a cot, and I'd go down there, and I'd kneel on the hard floor as long as I could take it. 
and then I'd stretch out on that cot. Then I'd kneel a while, and then I'd stretch out. Come on. But you know what? It wasn't very long until the Holy Ghost began to peer through that hardness, that callousness of the flesh. We don't even realize how insensitive we are to the Holy Ghost. Come on. You know yourself that calluses come up and there's nothing but a regular application of some emollient, some cream or something to rub on that and then to stop the practice that created the callus. Amen? And just just keep at it and it will go away. It'll, you'll wear some of it off and part of it will be absorbed by the body. Glory. And you and I will begin through the word of the Lord and our pressing into the spirit of God. He will begin to do a reconstruction inside of us. You say, that's not my personality. It does not matter what your personality is. Come on, you can be the most melancholy person in the world and the Holy Ghost knows how to take hold of you and use you. Come on. The cholerics, they, you know, they're busy. They, oh my God, they know how to get things done. But the Holy Ghost will have to set them down and retrain them to some degree. Praise God. And the sanguines are all over the world loving and kissing everybody. The Holy Ghost will retrain every personality type and bring you into a place of cooperation with the Holy Ghost where there is a connection to divine life. Something came out of that time of prayer. Something happened to me. Praise God. And something will happen to you as well. How do I know? God is no respecter of persons. And you cannot blame it on anyone if you don't have it. You can't blame it on I don't know anything about that because he'll teach you. You can't blame it on, well, I'm scared. of what He'll help you. He's there to relieve your fears. Come on. You can't blame it on, well, nobody in the church does that kind of thing. It doesn't matter. You be number one. You be the first one you're a singer, I'm going to sing like I've never sung before. If you're a musician, I'm going to play under the anointing, not just what I have learned through uh, placing my hands in different places on an instrument. Come on. Praise God. But I'm going to pursue it. I'm going to press for it. It's going to happen for me. I am going to have this. I'm going to be again a demonstration of the Holy Ghost in my life. I used to think that if I could explain things a certain way, let me come up with an explanation that everybody will understand. It went nowhere. 
unless the Holy Ghost, listen, if Jesus had to receive the Spirit upon him before he entered into anything, where do we fit in without it? Sunday school teachers, it's not just enough. Oh, I just love children. Powerful. But let it be an anointed love of children. Oh, I could just teach. I just see the word of the Lord in such a wonderful way. No good unless the anointing is there. The anointing must permeate. The anointing must be a part of us. Glory to God. And when we do that, follow that practice, there will be something that happens at Peace Tabernacle for the benefit of Baytown and its environs. Hallelujah. Let's stand together now. Praise the Lord. Now, the thing is this. How many, not only how many want it, the proof of my desire is found in my reach. I desire lunch today. And if you don't get out of my way, my reach is going to prove to you my desire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Not only that, but I intend to be full before I leave the place. Satisfied. Are you satisfied when you finish the word? Are you satisfied when you leave your place of devotion and prayer? Or are you just saying, well, I ticked that off for another day. Come on. I can tell the Lord, hey, I'm not through yet. Coming up, it disturbed me so much. So many of my young teenage friends, they seem to be satisfied with a quarter of a hamburger and three french fries. Oh, dear Jesus. And I'd look, and they were leaving, leaving me with all of the french fries and uneaten hamburger. I didn't want to be a fool, but I didn't want to leave the groceries either. But I did because I didn't want to be called an idiot. But I could just see myself, if y'all just permit me here, I'll help clean this up. Come on. And you've got to be the same in the spirit. Lord, I've not had enough today. I'm going to have another portion. I'm going to have another portion of joy. I'm going to have another portion of the power of God. I'm going to have another portion of the gifts of the spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just Anna, tomorrow, you're going to work tomorrow? Determine in your heart and your mind, I'm not going to switch through there with my little kissy-poo self. I am going to walk in here in the name of Jesus. I, everybody, I brush. Just try brushing them first. And when you get to the place and one of them yanks like that, you'll know something's going forth. Glory to God.
Just believe it's in you because it is. Jesus is on the inside. He wants to work on the outside. Oh, what a change he wants to bring in our lives. Start saying it today. My home will never be the same again because I live here, because I'm hungry for God. I'm seeking for more of God. We're going to have revival in our house, among our friends, among our neighbors. It's going to happen in the name of Jesus because he said I could have it. I desire it, and I'm not backing down. Hallelujah to Jesus. Everybody that wants it and is going to pursue it, would you lift your hand right now? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Nay, my soul, do pray for pants to know my care. Elena Nambro, who she erevavri, obrekestun, no mankai. Edomian sanemo hokoshe efadasalina. Mehebre hopakasadai. I will open the door for you if you will just knock. It is open already. It is a jar, and you can step in and have all that I have given to my people. Go for it now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When you get up in the morning, let your feet touch the floor. In Jesus' name, with hunger and pursuit, glory be to his name. Father, now, We've had too many altar calls that went nowhere. Now your people have lifted their hands that are hungry and will pursue. Now remind them through the night and in the morning in the name of Jesus of the, of the promise of the commitment they have made to you. In the name of Jesus, let it go forth and let us not have another regular service again in Jesus' name, but the demonstration of the joy, the peace, the righteousness, and the power, and the love of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said amen. Hallelujah, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Glory to God.